Hey, I'm Luis. Did you see I don't have the sheep up it? All right, go back, go back, go back. Well, right. you don't know this after 400 intros. Let's I do go. not know it off the top of my head. Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top creators, entrepreneurs, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple. Entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. That's right. I'm just going to say karma is a beautiful thing. <laughs> you're like, you don't know this after 400 I know, episodes I got and all, you come and I got all confused. I've said all <laughs> like the last 50 off the top of my head. But anyways, today, guys, what are we talking about today officially? Guys, today we're going to help you become a better storyteller. So make sure you listen all the way to the end because we're going to be sharing some of our favorite rules of storytelling by the one and only one of the best companies in storytelling in the world we're gonna share a little bit more on that but before that what do they need to do they need to go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform so you don't miss any of the episodes like the ones that we've been publishing since 2020 baby <laughs> hey <laughs> that is right and if today's episode helped you move one step closer towards your goal towards content domination Please don't forget to share this episode and, of course, leave a five-star review. And I need to add, I need to add this in the cheat sheet as well. But if you are looking to improve your content strategies and your consistency in publishing, make sure you go to contentisprofit.com because... We in there have a bunch of resources is to that, help is you Is the website updated? Because you keep saying that, but the, there's no website. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm putting positive pressure on myself. <laughs> <laughs> there's been positive pressure in this thing for like a month already. So. No, no. It's been, like, it's been like three episodes, but I'm putting positive pressure. So okay. if you go to the website and it's not there, make sure you send me a message at Fonzie Creates and yeah. I'll send you all this Add stuff. me, Luisa Camejo, on that conversation and I'll send you a free gift <laughs> because of that, right? And it's going to come out of Fonzie's pocket. Right. But, and but people want to to be learn how to become a better storyteller so let's get this party rolling okay so what's the company all right so the company is pixar and i mean you probably have seen some of their movies and they're some of the best movies out there we love animated movies i'm a total geek for animated movies <laughs> i cry in almost all of them but in part is because of the storytelling right like the the stories behind the whole thing they're just captivating they keep you engaged and then they keep people talking for about for years they also right? keep your kids talking about them for years and singing and singing, <laughs> for, and singing years. for years but that's yes. not just the kids every time i go in my car boom moana yeah frozen yeah yeah i was okay. about to start singing that now, but you know copyrights we don't want to get in trouble but where do this uh storytelling rules come from well there was a tweet that came out in 2011 by emma Coates, and she shared these 22 rules of storytelling by pixar and that tweet went viral there's been plenty of articles about it but what we decided to do since 22 it's a very long number we picked each or top five rules top three top three. Oh, top three right that's wow. two. that's right that's right or top three each <laughs> and i don't know what my brother picked he doesn't know what i picked and at the end i actually have a surprise that you don't even know what it is oh, but fun. we're gonna have a surprise at the end of the episode as well so why don't we start with your first one my first one okay so the first one i picked and 
how my process was. I read through it. I I try to look at it through a lens of obviously content production, which is you know what we do, and business management, right? So, again, for all B two B people out there, I think this is applicable. I had a list of six, and now narrowed down to three. So here we go. The first one is rule number three on that sheet, right? So. Trying for theme is important. However, you won't see what the story is about until you're at the end of the story. Got it? Now rewrite it, right? So um, the reason I picked this is because a lot of people um, that we've helped in the past or the conversations that we had online that are starting to publish, right, as that attractive character or, you know, their teams, right, they're trying to put something out there, something that stops them from actually going out and execute is, um, is I don't have it ready right? It's not perfect. I don't know what the story is going to be. I don't have this thing, right? So for example, something that helped us launch this podcast as fast as, as we did was the fact that we knew that we wanted to talk about content and business, and then it evolved a little bit into mindset, which is all this journey type of deal with content's profit. So the theme, the, the title became that theme and that helped us just move quickly, very freely, right? So once we did the first 20 episodes, right, which was Fonzie and me documenting the what we were doing at the time, we were like, quickly, we realized, oh boy, is rewriting time. And for us, that rewrite was to go and ask people to come on as interviewers on the show, right? So uh, remove the friction by choosing that theme, go and start creating it, right? And as you create, then you can go back and rewrite or redo the thing that you're doing. Yeah. So the first one that I picked was very similar to that. So I'm actually going to move on to a different one, but I'm just going to, I'm going to, which was it? Uh, yeah. I'm going to share it, you know, quickly, briefly. So people know which one it is. It said, finish your story. Let go. If it isn't perfect in an ideal world, you have both, but move on, do better next time. So pretty much the same thing. It's like part right? two. Of yeah. Let, let go of perfection. Just put it out there get feedback and then improve on iterate on the process pretty the, simple the first 45 live that we that we launched i remember the commitment was hey we're going to tell a story of something that happened today and we're actually going to publish like that and i remember very clearly you were playing with these templates and different formats and different things so you were recording your thing and then you were putting it in this template um so i'm a master of my craft <laughs> baby sure <laughs> but then after 12 days it's like no more i give up yeah it and was, then, and then he Challenge I, I like putting a lot of friction and a lot of that stuff. That at, at that point, we hadn't come up across or concept of the publishing pyramid uh, absolutely. and learning about capacity and resources, which if yes. you want to learn a little bit more about that, make sure you reach out at Bizbros Co or at Fancy Creates. Uh, you need to change your username so it's easier. I, know, I, know to put, I need to put Luis Creates. <laughs> reach out and then I'll share the publishing pyramid with you. So what is my first pick then since, you know, those were two similars? Mine is... Rule number one, you admire a character more for trying than for their successes. And our previous interview with John Lee Dumas, he actually shared something pretty interesting that caught my attention. He said, you know, actually a lot of people probably do not relate with me anymore because of the stage of where he sat in his career. And it is important for him to share those stories of this, the struggle, right, that he went through. And if you've you know, you probably are familiar with the hero's journey, right? The journey of a character from this very start of an adventure to whenever he redeemed himself and he achieves success, right? All the way till the end. And through that journey, there is a lot of challenges, right? You have the wall, you have all these moments throughout that character's journey that he's maybe thinking about quitting and maybe, you know, finding different solutions. Share 
those. Those are extremely important. That's why we share so much about the 45 Live, right? We share about the story where we were in a room with a bunch of business owners selling them on content and they turned to us and they said, but where is your stuff? And we didn't have any of it, right? We weren't practicing what we preached. And that's why I kicked our booty into action mode to start the 45 Live, right? And guess what? It wasn't easy. Like my brother said, I put friction on it. But eventually, as we started grabbing traction and being consistent, we started to find opportunities. So again, share the struggles, share the entire journey because people are going to relate to that, right? They're going to admire you. They're going to admire your character more for trying than for their success. Yeah. I want to add something here, right? We were in a mastermind once uh, and uh, we're talking exactly about this, like when to share it, how to share it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, something said, uh, someone said something really important, which is, you know, what I do is I share my scars. I don't share my wounds. So this to me was very important, right? Because at the time we were going through a very difficult time, right? And it can be just publishing alone, trying to put your thoughts into, into words and speak in front of a camera can be challenging in a sense, right? And uh, that's what we're trying to put in the reps, right? But there were certain parts of our life for the business that are not ready to share, right? So I think for me, there was a big realization moment where like, okay, you know, this things happened about a year ago or six months ago, and it's something that we overcame or is something that we're overcoming now, but we feel a little bit more comfortable in sharing that information. And that's when we will share that story. So if that helps you remove the friction into sharing those vulnerable moments, go ahead. To me, that was, uh, that was a, a very important day because I was able to differentiate from both because if it's something that from my insight is hard to share, I'm not going to do the, my best job in front of that camera. And hence, I'm not going to be able to help maybe the people that I really want to help. So to me personally, that was, that was a big one. I know out there that you might be going through something like really challenging, right? And it might not be the moment to share that, right? Um, so I don't know how you feel that, about that, Fonzie, yeah. but for me, like I remember very clearly that we we're going through a very difficult monetary situation and uh, for the type of people that we we're having conversations with, maybe that was not the right story to share then. Yeah, I mean, you've heard about, talk about authenticity and all that stuff. And I do know of creators that they've shared their wounds, right, rather than their scars and they found success in that area. So I don't want to you know, kind of like lead people in the wrong way in the terms of overthink whatever you're going to post. But what I will say is maybe just reflect a little bit on, is this aligned with what I want to do? Is this, If I share this story right now, is it going to help the person that I'm trying to serve? And am I going to regret maybe posting this a few weeks from now, a few days from now, right? If you're going to regret it, right, then probably it's not the best thing to post. But probably if you moved on over it or if you're confident enough in just sharing the struggle that you're going through at the moment, I would definitely recommend you to share it. So, again, that requires a little bit of, you know, uh, I don't know if this is the right word, but introspect, intro, instros, introspection. I don't even know if that's a word, uh, make <laughs> this, making that up, right? But it takes for you to look inside and reflect, ask, your, ask yourself a few questions, and then go ahead and create that content. But just like the previous rule, create content. Put it out there regardless of whether it's perfect or not. All right, what okay. is your second My one? second pick is rule number seven. Come up with your ending before you figure out your middle. Seriously, 
endings are hard. Get yours working up front. So obviously this is uh, in the in the story sense. It's like, okay, your character starts here. Where What's the transformation that that character is going to go? Uh, for me, the way that I saw it was more on the publishing platform type of deal. Like what, what am I actually publishing, right? Me as a business owner or as a, somebody that's publishing, where am I starting, right? Probably from ground zero. We don't have something. We don't have a platform. We don't have a show. Where do I want to go? The, the show. And the story that I relate to is exactly around that time where people are like, you got to publish, you got to be everywhere, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, where is everywhere? And you have all these distribution channels, all these types of content, right? And it was just really challenging to keep up or even start creating uh, for that, right? So once we decided, okay, our end point, right, is going to be a podcast or a show, and then we're like, okay, it's going to be a three-time live show. A three-time. A three-time live show on uh, <laughs> on social media. And then that gets, the audio gets published on the podcasting platforms. Then everything came a lot easier, right? And then the process in the middle, as we were executing, we were refining it, right? So that's under the lens that I saw it. Again, because I've noticed a lot of friction when people come to them. There's a lot of messages that they're like, you should do this, you should do X, you should do that. Uh, lately, I've been believing that you shouldn't do anything like either you do it or you don't right uh but having that final uh that idea of like where do you want to go with your show that's a great starting point and then through redirating and and um and evolving it will yeah. it, it might change it's just like Stephen Covey with the seven you know highly effective habits of highly effective people i don't remember the the name of the book just will pop it right there if we make a clip of this boom just pop it right there <laughs> but he says boom start with the end in mind, yeah. right? And also when you're creating, let's say short form pieces of content, before even coming up with the hook, sometimes coming with the meat of the content is easier. You do that first and then you go back to the beginning and craft the hook Ooh, here's, around here, that. Can I say a good hack around that? Uh, it yeah. was a clip that I saw today and he's like, yeah, I'll come up with, let's say, how to 10X your ads you know, how do you 10x the production of your ads, right? So then you have like the meat of the ad, which is the content itself, right? You record it, let's say that's like a minute, two minute, whatever, right? And then now that you have that information, you stay in the same room and then you brainstorm real quick or you can also leverage AI for this. And then it will be like your first 10 hooks. So then you, re you record your first 10 hooks and now you have 10 different pieces of content with the same meat, different hook, and then you can start testing. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. You know, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I just came to this thought when we were talking about, you know, starting with the end in mind. I was like, huh, I wonder, my mind started going crazy. And I'm. this is a little bit of internal dialogue right now. <laughs> but I was like, are you telling me that in Harry Potter, they already knew the ending like this? And I was like, yeah, probably yes, right? And then I was like, what about the Lord of the Rings, right? If you haven't seen the Lord of the Rings, lower the volume right now, because this is going to be a spoiler, spoiler alert. But, alert. <laughs> you know, Frodo and Sam obviously end up destroying the ring. I was like, okay, so she started this story saying he this guy did Tolkien. he did Tolkien sorry he uh, I, yeah it definitely makes Harry Potter and, 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 and Lord of the Rings so Tolkien start, started this story saying okay they're gonna go on an adventure they destroy the ring and then I was like guess what there's like mini stories in between the big story because it's when they go from the Shire to place number one right or to from the Shire to Gondor or Rohan. They actually went to Rohan first. So to Rohan. Okay, well, what are the struggles that happened there through that? Then from Rohan to Gondor, what are the struggles that happened in that? That's a mini story, right? So that's a little bit of a internal dialogue that happened literally right now in like 30 seconds. Okay. Like, there we go with that. But this I think, good. sorry, but, but I think that illustra illustrates 
how you can turn a long form piece of content, let's say podcasting, right? The goal for us was let's teach them these lessons of Pixar storytelling. Okay, how are we going to do that? What instead of sharing all 22, we pick the most valuable? What if we each pick the most valuables, right? And then once we have them, what are the tiny stories that we can include and lessons under each of those, you know, 22 Co rules content, and laws. Hashtag content inception. I know. <laughs> and, and again, like relating it back to, let's say you have a podcast, right? Or you have like this YouTube channel and the same thing. It's like, this is how we optimize for time and production, right? You have a framework like that where you're like, okay, my episode is 30 minutes and we're going to go through five rules. That means that each rule is going to be around X minutes, right? And each rule is going to have a story. Now you have a roadmap for your team to go and produce that episode yep. in a very effective way and get the micro clips out of it, right? Right, so uh, studio, that was pretty good. That was pretty clap good for that. This is, yeah. uh, Jose, this is a massive clip. I know. Put it I, out there. I didn't <laughs> pick this rule, but just so you guys know, one of the laws in there from Pixar about storytelling is to embrace inner dialogue, which is what we just did. We embraced inner dialogue and look, good the job. golden boulder that came out. Content inception. All right, and my second one is rule number 10. Pull apart the stories you like. What you like in them is a part of you. You've got to recognize it before you can use it. Obviously, again, this is part of like a story, but I see it with the eyes of feedback, listening, right? And we mentioned plenty of times that creating content is about putting output and then receiving input, right? Evaluate it again and then go at it again. What are the things that are performing better that people want to hear about? Do more of that, right? And that is a a big challenge that people have because a lot of people want to say, but I want to say this. Well, guess what? At the end of the day, what matters the most is what people want to listen. Yes, there's a lot of content and we've actually going to do an episode on this, right? On creating intrinsically yeah. and kind of like that overlap with the data, but you need to be listening to the feedback that is coming from outside. So you can, you know, you can realize what is that content that is resonating the most and create a little bit more of that. Yeah, so tactically, like how will you execute on something like this, right? Like there's, uh, we talked about this with- Why don't you share how do we do this with the podcast? You actually told me you were actually going through it today. Like this morning? Yeah. Okay, so how do we do it with our podcast? We obviously record long form content, right? Out of this, we select either ideas based on personality, uh, being polarizing, being funny, like value. These are like the main things that our team goes and then pulls that. And then from those clips, they get distributed, right? And then we go back and look at the data. The tool that we use for this is metrical lately, as in like the last month or so. And then we're going to be able to rank. We're going to be able to see like what are the top clips that people are looking at in whatever platform. And keep in mind, this is not running ads. This is on the organic side. Uh, on the paid ad, then you can speed this up and be probably a little bit bigger. But anyways, uh, same concept, right? And then you grab like those two, let's say top two clips that you did. And then you can run the transcript and you can create a YouTube script. So then you can create a YouTube specific clip or right? You can run ads to those clips that already got tractions because you know that they worked and resonated and then you can retarget the people that are, that are. I, I think I should have been a little more specific with my question. That works. That's great. But obviously I don't want to overwhelm people that are listening. But what I was, what I was referring to was when you were sharing the data about the podcast, right? That you're like, oh, look at this later episodes that we've recorded. 
We uh, have like 80%, 90% retention on is, the podcast episodes, right? That is right? totally your fault. You should have uh, it's totally asked should have the been right question. Bit, yeah. Okay, so, so if we go that, let's say podcast specific, right? We use a software called Chartable, where we actually can see like how long people stay listening to our podcast, right? Or when do they fall off? And the ones that, what's your take, have been great feedback. We've actually, actually gotten dms on those on those episodes as well people telling us that you know they uh it was a great idea and then they applied it or something something very positive right but the retention has been like 85 percent and 93 percent on those episodes versus some other types of episodes that are 50 percent 60 percent right and now we're like okay that's an indicator let's let's be honest interviews don't have the best retentions that's correct the solo episodes are all bangers. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know in the DMs. Like, do you want more solo episodes? Do you want more interviews? What are you, what are you liking? Yep. What are you enjoying? But anyways, that's a good example of indicator just in the podcast yep. specific. So you got two examples. The first one can be a little overwhelming. Don't tackle yep. it if you are not doing that already. On the podcast or side. Or if you need help with it, just contact us uh, at uh, BizBrosco on Instagram or Fonzie <laughs> Creates. That's right. All right. You're pick three. <laughs> I never show your Instagram. <laughs> All right. When he I'm when so he cha- when, when you change your handle, I'll I'll share it. All right, guys. Oh no, it's your turn. Was it your third one? My third one. Yeah, I always go first. Yeah, exactly. Okay, go. sounds good. Better people. Best go for first. last. <laughs> uh, okay, my next rule is rule seventeen. No work is ever wasted. It does if it doesn't work, let go and move on. It'll come back around and be useful later. So, again, this comes back to. Uh, content that's already published, that's okay. It's out there, right? There's different levels of uh, social media. For example, Twitter is very fast-paced, so you can test a lot of ideas there, right? Something that resonates, you can grab and uh, start creating on a different channel, for example. Um, At the same time, if you are starting a process or starting to create a type of content and then for some reason there's no capacity, there's no team, it's just too hard to produce, right? For for example, uh, when we first started, podcasting we did a show a year before contents profit was really uh, released and we had five different tries on episodes and it was never produced it didn't work but guess what we it came back to us as in okay these are the lessons that we learned over those uh very painful sessions and that's how we're going to evolve and apply now the content profit to more than 400 episodes right so again either it comes back to you on a lesson it comes back to you on improving the process it comes back to you in improving the story it comes back to you in story material for you to tell your audience on the things that you're doing it so again no work is ever wasted we can always leverage the things that we've done yeah and then my last rule is rule. Do you have to number. repeat it? Do you have to repeat your rule? No. I, I saw you scrolling that, through the article. Well, that was no, you you'll notice why. But that was uh-uh. that was one of the ones I picked. It was it was not one of the top three I picked to share today, but you'll see why I was scrolling on the article. Sounds good. But my next rule is rule number thirteen. Give your characters opinions. Passive, malleable might seem likable as you write, but it's poison to the audience. And this I really, really enjoy, right? I I was reading um, a few months back this book. I think it was called The Millionaire Consultant. And in there, they talk about being an expert or being the expert. And the experts share their opinions, right? And they don't mind being polarizing. So in the context of content, you need to be comfortable sharing your opinions about topics, right? One of the new series that we noticed that is grabbing a lot of traction in the podcast is 
what's your take, right? Where we give our opinions about <laughs> very specific topics. And if you are the, the, the expert, right, the leader of your community, people want to hear your opinions. So you need to get comfortable sharing them, right? Now, when you're writing and all that stuff, guess what? It also helps you to be relatable with people. When you're speaking on camera, it helps you be relatable with people and it's going to help you attract the people that really want to be part of your community and is going to expel the people that are not part of your community that they don't really want to be there. And if by any chance they end up in your community, right, that would just cause even, it'll be worse, right? Like it says here, it's just poison for the audience, right? So if people that don't really resonate with you end up in your community because you're not sharing your opinions, that could actually be detrimental to it rather than beneficial. It's yeah. not about the numbers right there when you're building your community, right? Of course, you want a lot of people, but you want a lot of people that are aligned with your thoughts, your opinions, your beliefs, people that can support each other, right? And this is my personal opinion, I do agree that once in a while you need to step out of your bubble, challenge some ideas, maybe learn a little bit more, maybe gain some new beliefs, right? But then at the end of the day, when you're working towards something for us is help you be consistent with your content, right? Publish consistently. We have our own set of opinions and we're going to be sharing those on a consistent matter. Absolutely. I think part of this too, right? When obviously we were speaking in the business sense and not just the publishing side, but they're all they're very intertwined, right? On uh, the sell side and the marketing side, right? It's just one thing. Marketing is just the start of that sale. So every piece of content that you put out there is an opportunity for you to create these conversations, right? So just last month, we had a really honest conversation with ourselves and uh, with one person of team that's gonna, is, is helping us create these conversations online. And we're like, okay, let's flip the script, right? We're trying to chase the yeses, right? And it was just really challenging and sometimes discouraging, right? I'm gonna be completely honest. And uh, the perspective that we tackled was like, okay, let's see how many no's can we get, right? Because we know that with the message and with the product that we offer, there's gonna be people that either they don't agree, right? They don't like it. They don't have, you know, the the resources to maybe invest at the time. You know, there's many reasons on what mm -hmm. to say no, but there's a few reasons of why to say yes, which are really, really good, right? So we're like, okay, if we focus on and we compete on who's getting more no's, eventually we're going to get to the yeses. And, it, and you just turn the, the, the switch around, right? And it has been really positive for us changing that perspective. So like Fonzie said, I think it ties down on, uh, on whatever process that you're trying to do, whether that's the content or on the business side. Yeah. All right, cool. Surprise. We made it to the end. Those were all or, or three top uh, picks for each of us. Now, this is a surprise. <laughs> you're not prepared because you only picked three. But I am prepared. We're going to do rock, paper, scissors to see who's going to share a bonus one. That's all I was looking for, an extra one. Wow. Because you picked my other one. All right. You ready? Wow. Rock, paper, rock, paper, scissors. All right. Ready? All right. Just one. All right. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. Shoot. shoot. Hi. Let's go. Okay. I won. That, no, I won, I won in that situation because I was not prepared. Coincidentally, <laughs> I am prepared, you know. So rule number 16. What are the stakes? Give us reasons to root for the character. What happens if they don't succeed? Stack the odds against them. Again, this goes a little bit back to share the struggles, right? But also... Why do you lose? And this is a, a, a good rule in copywriting, right? Help paint the image for the person that is reading. What happens if they don't do the thing that you're proposing for them to do, right? What happened for you if you don't step up and start publishing consistently, 
right? What if your message about your business doesn't get out? What is going to happen, right? Is your business going to go under, right? Are you not going to be able to pay some debt, right? All these things, your future pacing them, yes, it's a little bit fear-based, but by stacking those odds, it gets people invested into the journey. Of course, when it comes to the rule inside of Pixar, it's stacking the odds against the main character. But when it's about you creating content to resonate with your audience, is for them. You're trying to get them to be that main character, right? You yeah. want them to relate in the story for them to put themselves inside of the shoes of the main character of the story you're telling and therefore you're stacking those odds against them as well you are helping them realize why do i have to lose if i actually don't take action on this thing that you're telling me uh, i want to give a huge shout out to one of the people that is in our community and uh, we've been uh, working with her in the last couple of weeks michelle and uh, she has a, an amazing store where they sell cannabis products right and she's a big believer in that she's seen the change in her in in her mother and it's been incredible right like the journey that they've gone through and one of the struggles was to actually start publishing and and then let alone be consistent and I remember a piece of the conversation that we had to be like, okay, what are some of the results, the, the positive things that you've seen uh, from your product, from the things that you do, right? And for her was, uh, you know, a very delicate hospital situation with her mom. And now her mom is enjoying her grandkids and running around and, and uh, going to parks and enjoying the life that they always wanted because of the results of what they do. And I'm like, okay, um, can that story motivate you to go ahead and create and help other people that might need the same help, right? Yeah. And that is like the one rock that she's holding on, right, um, to go create. So again, what will be that story for you? What are the results that you're, pro you're promising, right? Your person, your ideal client, your ideal audience member, right? And then use that as a, as a publishing gas to get the move and start putting stuff out there. Yeah, pretty good. Guys, that's it for today. If you want to read all the rules, we're going to link the article where we got them from at the bottom of the description. So just make sure you scroll down, tap all the links. Also make sure you follow us in social media at Co at Fonzie Creates. Anything else you want to add? You guys maybe already follow your handle. They, they already <laughs> follow me. <laughs> Anyways, if you wanna if you wanna check my life out, is at Luis da Camejo. Uh, but I thought maybe I'll change it to Luis da Creates. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah, we, you I'm need gonna follow you path. Need, you need something catchy, you know, easy for people to remember. Like okay. Fancy creates. You tell me in social media. Send me a DM. What handle should I grab? But anyways, with that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at BizBrosco. That is right. If you already feel like a better storyteller and content creator, make sure you share this episode with somebody else and, and leave a five-star review. And don't forget to go to ContentsProfit.com. Let's go. Bye, guys.